I'm Dr. Brian Goldman, host of the CBC podcast, The Dose. Each week, we answer health topics in a smart and sometimes counterintuitive way you won't hear anywhere else. Like, what's the least amount of exercise I can do to get the benefits? Which psychedelics can improve my mental health? And how can I check for cancer if I don't have a family doctor? Top experts help me bring you what you need to know in plain language in about 20 minutes. Find The Dose on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. For the past two and a half weeks, jurors into the coroner's inquest into the mass stabbing at the James Smith Cree Nation and the nearby village of Weldon, Saskatchewan, have heard from dozens of witnesses. That day in 2022, 11 people were killed, 17 others injured in less than two hours. The man responsible, Miles Sanderson, died in custody just a few days later. It was a difficult process to hear about those dark days. The jury and the coroner came back with 29 recommendations yesterday. Sam Sampson is a national reporter with CBC News. She is in Melford, Saskatchewan. Sam, good, hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um, we spoke at the beginning of this, and now, as I say, these recommendations have come out. Uh, there are recommendations for the federal government, for the RCMP, and for the James Smith Cree Nation itself. Let's start for the government. What's the jury uh, recommending? Yeah, well, most of those recommendations for the federal government are about um, Correctional Service of Canada. And so that stems from what we heard about Sanderson's time in prison, just for context. So there were a few recommendations about filling vacancies and health care supports in custody. So that includes mental health professionals, such as psychologists, psychiatrists, also a recommendation to hire more elders, really all to make in custody programming more available to offenders. And there was also a focus on continuity of support between in custody and when an offender leaves custody. Uh, and finally, for Corrections Canada, uh, and it's one that many First Nation members were hoping to hear, is mm. better communication between uh, CSC, the RCMP, and a First Nation. And that's pretty much when a First Nations community member is being released. Because through testimony, Matt, we heard that even if someone isn't explicitly being released to their First Nation and their correction plan, they may go back due to family and community ties. So to keep that communication open. Let's talk about the RCMP because there were changes recommended for that national police force as well. Yes, indeed. So again, about communication, several re recommendations there. So sharing more information with a First Nation, you know, whether it be about a wanted person who's from that community or how to address drugs and gangs in communities where that is an issue, which is what we heard through testimony uh, and just over the past year and a half about James Smith Cree Nation specifically. There were also some specifics uh, for the RCMP, such as making sure that patrol officers have the most recent photo available of someone they're looking for, such as a driver's license photo, uh, and more staffing for specific teams in Saskatchewan's RCMP um, detachments. So there's one team that really works to arrest people out on warrants. So one of the recommendations was to make sure when they come up a list of people who are the most wanted, higher prioritize those with a history of domestic violence. And that comes from testimony we heard about Sanderson's repeat offenses in that category and how expert testimony revealed that that domestic violence is a precursor to even more violence. So putting that up higher on the list. One of the things we heard in the wake of this tragedy um, from people in the community, but also people who had watched it closely was increasing calls for a local police force for a police force within the the James Smith Cree Nation itself. What was what was raised there? That's right, and we've heard that from the chiefs too. And and so the jury was one of was the one that made the recommendation that leadership in James Smith Cree Nation keep 
pushing for a local police force, uh, which they do plan on doing. Um, the jury also wants the First Nation to evaluate what programming it has in the community for, for example, addictions, victim services, and domestic violence, uh, and making sure those programs are advertised to community members. Now, on that front, I mean, the chiefs who were there from James Smith didn't really have a lot to say last night uh, in response to those recommendations, but they are holding a news conference later today about what they say is their dissatisfaction Satisfaction and frustration with the federal government about the lack of recognition of this massacre as a national issue. They say it requires a national inquiry. A national inquiry. Mm-hmm. That's yes, interesting. That's what they're calling for now. Yeah. So we'll hear more about that later today. Well, and when you and I spoke earlier, one of the things that we talked about was the fact that there are many people in the community who were um, skeptical. Uh, at the mm-hmm. very least, about what was going to come out of this whole process, given how difficult the process itself was and having to hear about those awful days. How are people in the community feeling about what might actually emerge from this? You know, there is a lot of hope. Like, now that this is all over, we spoke with a few family members who had loved ones killed in this in this massacre, and, you know, they say the recommendations are not perfect, but they have a lot of hope for change. It's been an overwhelming process. They say with the inquest, they felt really respected. Their Cree culture was included as much as possible. Um, and they think the recommendations cover a lot of ground, as we just talked about. But there is still apprehension, and that has lasted throughout the inquest, because we heard from some family members last night, you know, we have hope now, but if you come back to us in five years and nothing's changed, it's going to be a different story. I mean, the, the other part of this is that there will be a second public inquest, right, into the death of Miles Sanderson. He died in custody. What are we expected to learn from that? Well, it's interesting. We got kind of a breadcrumb at the very end of this inquest earlier this week because we found out more about where Sanderson was during that almost four-day manhunt. Turns out he was hiding in a bush about a half hour's drive from his last victim's home. He stole food and a tent from someone's garage, and he was only caught after he stole someone's truck, and the owner of that vehicle called 911 while it was happening. So that's kind of new information we just learned, but there's still so much we don't know, including how Sanderson died in police custody. And so that's information many family members hope to hear in this upcoming inquest. That starts at the end of February, which is this month. This has been hard for the community and it doesn't sound like the pain is is over just yet. No, I don't think so at all. And just, I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time with some of the families whose loved ones were killed and... This is the most hopeful I've seen them, though, um, in response to the inquest. And and I think they are looking forward to a future. And and so many people say, you know, we can break the cycle of intergenerational trauma. And they hope that's what comes of, of this whole process. Sam, thank you very much for this. Thank you. Sam Sampson is a national reporter with CBC News. She was in Melford, Saskatchewan. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.